President Trump arriving back in Washington, D.C., of course, after that historic summit in Singapore. But there are still a lot of questions this morning about what was actually agreed to and what comes next. George leading our coverage from Singapore and George, the president just tweeting about this. He sure did, and he was definitive, Amy. He said there is no longer a nuclear threat from North Korea, but as you said, there are lots of questions. The president's summit with Kim Jong-un has really delivered a shock to the entire global system. It's being felt in capitals all across this region. It's being felt in China. It's being felt in South Korea. We're also getting the first reaction from North Korea. i got to show you this here. This is the official North Korean newspaper. 34 pictures of the, of the Trump-Kim summit. Lots of talk about the president's concessions, saying the president has agreed to stop those military actions. Also saying something the White House has not said publicly, that the president committed also to ending sanctions, to lifting sanctions on North Korea. But check this out in six in a six page spread the word denuclearization appears just once it's that one tiny word highlighted in yellow right there and it doesn't even say that it's North Korea that's committed to denuclearize you say they say it that that is an obligation on both sides there are as you say lots and lots of questions right now I want to bring in our chief White House correspondent John Carl lots of questions on Capitol Hill as well but the president is being definitive the president absolutely is being definitive on this despite those questions take a look at another tweet he said before taking off office people were assuming that we were going to war with North Korea President Obama said that North Korea was our biggest biggest and most dangerous problem no longer sleep well tonight. So despite those questions being asked by some members of his own party, the president clearly believes he has scored a masterstroke here that could define his presidency. On the long flight home from Singapore, the president offered a big thank you to his new negotiating partner. The world has taken a big step back from potential nuclear catastrophe, he tweeted. No more rocket launches, nuclear testing or research. The hostages are back home with their families. Thank you to Chairman Kim, our day together was historic. Overnight, North Korean state media lauded the deal, saying it has put an end to the extreme hostile relations between North Korea and the U.S. Okay. At home, the reaction has been mixed, with some of the president's fellow Republicans openly wondering if he gave up too much for too little. I read the statement and it's difficult for me to see if something was actually agreed to or not. One concession that is raising concerns, what the president told George about putting an end to the joint U.S.-South Korean military exercises. Did you talk about pulling troops out, U.S. troops we out? We didn't discuss Korea? that, no, but we're not going to play the war games. You know, I wanted to stop the war games. I thought they were very provocative. But I also think they're very expensive. Ending the war games has long been a North Korean demand. In the past, the U.S. has said they are essential for military readiness. I'm doing something that I've wanted to do from the beginning. We stopped playing those war games. It cost us a fortune. You know, we're spending a fortune every number of months. We're doing war games with South Korea. And I said, what's this costing? The Pentagon said Defense Secretary Mattis was consulted on the offer, but the move caught South Korea by surprise. In the joint agreement signed by the two men, President Trump promised unspecified security guarantees for Kim, and Kim declared his, quote, unwavering commitment to denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. The details on how this will be done and whether it will be verified still to be worked out. You trust him? I do trust him, yeah. Now, 
will I come back to you in a year and you'll be interviewing? I'll say, gee, I made a mistake. That's always possible. Says, you know, we're dealing at a very high level. A lot of things can change. A lot of things are possible. He trusts me, I believe. I really do. There's no mention of human rights, although the president has called North Korea the most brutally repressive regime on Earth. Do you still believe that is the case, having having sat down with Kim Jong-un, and does he right. need to change that? John, I believe it's a rough situation over there. There's no question about it, and uh, we did discuss it today pretty strongly. A new story, a new beginning. And there are new details about the slickly produced video that President Trump says he showed Kim during the summit. The White House says it was created by the National Security Council to help the president demonstrate the benefits of complete denuclearization and a vision of a peaceful and prosperous Korean peninsula. And about the president's praise for Kim Jong-un, his personal praise for the dictator, he's getting some pushback on that. Marco Rubio, a Republican senator from Florida, says that Kim Jong-un is not a talented guy. He inherited his family business from his dad and grandfather. He is a total weirdo. Now, Rubio also says that the president was simply trying to butter him up to get a better deal. but. All of this lavish praise on Kim Jong-un is something that is not sitting well with a lot of Republicans. And everyone trying to figure out what this all means. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching.